Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad, the podcast about Airbnb hosting. Today I am here with Huzefa. Huzefa, how's it going? Good, good. What's up, guys? And we have a guest from Holland today, so it's going to be a bit of a Dutch episode. His name is Nonne Veenstra, and he runs a short-stay management company. Nonne, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me, and greetings from Amsterdam. It's a very sunny day in Amsterdam. I'm in Amsterdam myself, so we're very lucky because we don't get very good weather very often. I'm, I'm still in Los Angeles, and it may be a sunny day. I don't know. It's a bit early. It's still completely dark outside. So we're well, in dealing Los with Ange- the time difference. <laughs> in Los Angeles, you have about a 90% chance that the day is going to be sunny, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. True. <laughs> So, Nana, let's uh, let's start the interview, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Nana. I'm 33 years old, and um, I live between uh, Amsterdam and The Hague. I live in both uh, cities at the moment. I um, I used to have a job in banking, but I quit last month, so I'm uh, on my own now, uh, together with a friend of mine, and we started a management company. Um, based on the success of Airbnb and similar websites. That's great. Well, first of all, congratulations with uh, quitting uh, your job. Thanks. It's, it's, it's good to get out of the rat race. Uh, I'm following you- uh, your example. <laughs> and Josefa uh, has uh, also left his corporate job a while ago, so I guess we're all free spirits now. Yeah. Um, so you started a short-term rental company short-term rental management company is that is that how you say it yeah that's uh that's the way i'd say it indeed yeah so tell us a little bit what what do you do exactly and how does it relate to airbnb well i started off doing airbnb myself uh from my own own apartment back in 2010 and it was fun for a while, but I quickly um, experienced that it was quite a hassle to arrange everything. You had to stay in touch with the guests, you had to deliver your apartment clean and tidy, and you had to be there for the check-in. So after hosting uh, several guests, I thought, well, maybe I should just quit. I mean, on the one hand, the money was good, but on the other hand, I couldn't always be there to let the guests in and to deliver the apartment clean. And that's when I had a discussion with uh, one of my friends, Nick, and he said, well, if you're experiencing uh, the hassle, then other people have the same experiences. So why don't you try to help them um, get rid of all the hassle and we do it for them? So we started out helping a friend and a neighbor and then a friend of a friend. 
And over the course of, well, two, three years, we gained a lot of customers up till a level that we are serving 60 customers at the moment. And um, that's why we recently quit our jobs to focus on, uh, on our new company called KeyBnB. KeyBnB, that's awesome. You basically identified a problem. And that's kind of actually interesting that it was almost what turned you off to hosting is what eventually sparked the idea for the company. So what exactly, what types of things do you guys manage for hosts? Well, we relieve homeowners uh, when it comes to renting out their home. And our Car service is taking over the full process so they can earn money without having to do anything. So we list our company's property online on several booking websites. We accept booking requests. We communicate with the guests that are coming to the apartment. And we do the operations on site. So we clean the apartment, prepare for the guest's arrival, do the check-in, do the check-out. And we are there 24-7 in case guests have uh, questions or run into some uh, problems like uh, the Wi-Fi connection is going bad, etc. Well, so you, it sounds like you guys essentially do all of the legwork. So, so basically all somebody has to do is say, here's my apartment, you guys run with it. Indeed. Here's my apartment, here are the keys, this is my availability in the next month or so, and we are running it from A to Z. Okay, and do you got what kind of uh, how does the payment work for for people who want to use your guide services? Well, we work on a no cure no pay basis. So, in case we don't generate rental income, which is never the case actually because Airbnb runs so good, but in case we don't earn anything, they don't have to pay anything. And in case we do earn rental income, we ask for a percentage of it which is in general 25%, including VIT. But in case they have really nice homes with really high uh, income, we can do it for a little less. And how does the payment work? Do, does Airbnb pay you guys, or does, does Airbnb pay the, the owner of the apartment and he pays you? Yeah, well, there's no uh, one way to do it, but we prefer to... Um, to gain the income ourselves, to get the payment, yeah. and pay the owners within 24 hours after accepting, um, after receiving uh, the money. And that's because uh, one of our first customers was also one of our first customers that didn't pay us. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I understand why you prefer yeah. it that way. <laughs> we don't want to have the debt to risk anymore. So we're, we're honest and we're reliable people, and we work with an agreement that has to be signed on both ends. and. Um, we earn uh, the rental income and we pay them within 48 hours after receiving it. And it works. And we also do the financial um, reports. So they get an overview of everything that has been earned and everything that is going to be earned by them and by us. Okay, so it's, it's really all the host needs to do is give you the key, tell us when the apartment's available and... That's all. So he doesn't even need to worry about the the payments or the or anything like that. Indeed, indeed. But before we start, we always make an appointment to talk things through, so he can or she can have a look at us and uh, vice versa. So we can build a relationship on trust. And um, in case they don't want to do anything with us, that's fine too. 
and if they're not really sure whether they would um, trust us with their keys, we can also offer separ separate services uh, at first, just to get acquainted and um, take it from there. So we can do only a check-in or just a cleaning service, just to get um, you know um, acquainted with each other. And now for the check-in service, for example, do you, is it you and your partner that handle that or do you guys have people in various locations that are sort of on call to manage, the, manage that part or how, how does that work? Yeah, uh, actually uh, both Nick and I do everything online and we try to be there for the check-ins and we are the first point of contact for uh, the homeowners but also for our guests. And in addition, we have our team of uh, three ladies um, that uh, prepare the apartment and also can do check-ins and uh, be there in case of, uh, of questions or emergencies or whatsoever. I so see. we work with, uh, with very skilled people uh, who know how to, uh, to treat guests and how to prepare an apartment. I see. Now, you guys, you're based in Amsterdam, so I imagine that's where... That's where kind of the business began and, and where it operates. But are, do you guys currently work in any other cities? Yes. Uh, we started working in The Hague last summer because uh, I'm living there at the moment. Um, we are building up in Rotterdam um, with one apartment, but you have to start somewhere, of course. And for one uh, homeowner who's already a customer of ours in Amsterdam, we rented out his uh, holiday home in France, where we did everything uh, online. And he has uh, a person over there in France who checks the people in. So one, one thing that comes to mind when I imagine using your service, I get a lot of positive feedback from my guests because I provide them with a lot of local recommendations. I know all the best places in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why people like Airbnb is sort of the, the contact with a local person. How do you guys, as a company, how do you guys try to sort of create that same experience? Because even, even though you're your company, you're not like the, the, the owner of the apartment. That's a very good question. Um, we thought about it as well, and sometimes we get the feedback that, um, well, they would like to see the owner in person, or they would like to have the feeling that the owner is involved. Mm -hmm. So the things we do is that we ask the owners to prepare a guest book, which they leave in the apartment, um, with a welcome message, just to say that actually the owners are the ones that are hosting the people, not us. We are mm -hmm. nothing more than a service pr provider. And in addition, we ask the owners to pre prepare a list of recommendations um, so that the guests always have the feeling that they will, provide, will be provided with the information from the area in which they reside. Okay. The best restaurants and the best hotspots um, in their surrounding. And do you send this guidebook to your guests before yes. they arrive by yeah. email? By email, always, indeed. And there's also um, a hard copy in the apartment cell. Okay, yeah, that's that's a really good idea. I, I do the same thing, and, you know, you get a lot of positive feedback. I think it's really important to send the guidebook to, to the guests before they arrive, because it seems like half of the fun of going on a trip is sort of to look forward to it. So it's, ni it's nice to get all these local recommendations and, 
people will start checking out all the, the restaurants online and checking out the recommendations and you know that that makes the whole experience really nice indeed indeed and then i share that opinion they can also do some homework and see how they should to go uh, from a to b and um, yeah i think that's uh, that's a good thing so one of our one of our recent guests that we had on the show talked a little bit about some of the challenges that airbnb is encountering legally both here uh, both in the us and, and other countries what types of of legal challenges have you faced uh, in in the different places that you guys operate or have you well, dealt with any well, uh, luckily enough, uh, not in our own uh, company, but of course we hear um, um, yeah, the stories of uh, especially the Amsterdam City Council uh, and trying to regulate uh, Airbnb and everything that goes around it. And luckily, um, in January of this year, they presented some new guidelines, uh, which gives a lot of information to homeowners about what they can and what they cannot do. And well, we have adopted uh, those regulations and um, try to be as com compliant as possible, of course, so as uh, not to uh, not to do things that uh, that are not allowed. I see. And so and what about in has there been any anything that you've uh, you mentioned before something in France? I mean, what about in other regions or other areas? Um, well, in the Netherlands, as far as I know, only Amsterdam, um, Amsterdam City Council uh, drafted some uh, guidelines. And that's because Amsterdam is just the city to be in uh, the Netherlands. It attracts so many tourists, I believe between six and eight million per year. And there are, are no other cities in uh, the Netherlands that uh, attract uh, such numbers. And as a result, the city councils don't see Airbnb as a threat or uh, adjust their regulations to it. And for for countries like France, I don't know. I have no clue. I see. What do you have any plans to eventually even come and bring the services to North America or South America or elsewhere? Are you sort of focusing on Europe right now as your as your primary market? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that what we do. We invented it, the idea, uh, when sitting uh, on a terrace, but when you go online and you try to look if it already exists, you find that in London, in New York, in Paris, in every big city, companies like us exist. So it's, it's yeah. not really our plan or our strategy to uh, really conquer the world, so to say. We want to be best in what we do in Amsterdam and potentially in The Hague and, and Rotterdam too. But what we can do is offer our services, um, our virtual services uh, throughout the world. I mean, as long as a homeowner has somebody who can open up the door and somebody who can clean the apartment, we can do the bookings and uh, we can uh, make sure that uh, some of uh, a person is there to greet the uh, guests in person. Right. And I think if you use an electronic lock, then... All you need to do, if you're not around, is really get somebody to clean the apartment. Yeah. So if, if let's say somebody is in Australia, just to name a country, and that person has an electronic lock, and that person hires you guys to manage their listing, then you guys, I guess, could even 
get in touch with a, with a cleaning lady in Australia and you know and sort of communicate with her and that way you can even manage a, a listing from the other side of the planet yeah totally true um, on the other hand an electronic lock has some pros but it also has some cons mm -hmm. and in our view we always want to be there when guests check in mm -hmm. and that's because over the past year we've handled some thousand bookings right. and sometimes we received questions like how do i flush the toilets it's it's the weirdest question we got but we got it mm -hmm. or how do we I, do i use the store of or how do i open the window right. so we always want to be there when guests arrive just to show them how the apartment works etc mm -hmm. so an electronic lock is good uh, but on the other hand you might want to be there just to give some explanations right yeah i agree it's it's definitely preferred to to welcome the guests or if you can't welcome the guests have somebody else do it but um i think the electronic lock can be a solution but uh, you mentioned an interesting point because i am back in amsterdam right now and one of the things that i'm going to do while i'm here is i'm going to create a video and uh, in the video i'm i'm literally going to walk from the tram stop to my house <laughs> and then i'm going to show in the video where my house is i'm going to show them the door i'm going to show i'm basically just going to film it as i walk in and i'm going to film everything you can possibly do in my apartment and that way i can just send my guests a link and they can just watch this video <laughs> and then they know it then they know everything that's a brilliant idea yeah <laughs> should adopt it too yeah because you know what uh even though my directions are pretty accurate i still get a lot of guests who have trouble finding it you know finding the apartment so i figured yeah. this video would be uh would be really helpful in that regard yeah and then you place it on youtube or some other uh, yeah. yeah i can i can either place it on youtube but also i i can put it on dropbox and that way it's a little bit more private you know that and i'll just give i'll just put a link in the in the guidebook that i send out perfect idea yeah yeah okay i'll i'll just charge you we're gonna steal 500 for this <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> so now so and and that and that's actually really cool too we also recommend we also recommend using the video feature as well uh, for for any host, just as a way, just as a means of connecting with potential guests. And this is another way. I mean, as uh, this will be a very useful video that Jasper is creating. But in in addition, it's another way for guests to be able to connect with him and and learn about who he is, because that's also part a big part of the Airbnb process, as you sure right. you well know. Yeah, and specifically for. For your company, Nana, it might be good because if people people do want to have that communication with the host, so if they get a video that's cr where they see the host, then that will really add to the experience, I guess. Yeah, yeah, brilliant idea. <laughs> take note of it, and I'll keep you posted on the process. <laughs> okay, great. Well, one other thing I'm curious about because I know you guys are using Airbnb, but you're using some other sites as well. How does Airbnb compare to other listing websites? Um, good question. And um, we've written some blog posts about it because what we see is that Airbnb has a very, very good website which attracts a lot of people, but it doesn't cover the whole world. For example, we use uh, holiday lettings as well. 
mm-hmm. um, which uh, in our opinion is used by uh, families, especially from the UK, but sometimes uh, also from Italy and um, France. And um, they are willing to pay a premium to, uh, um, for apartments which don't um, attract that much of money on Airbnb. So we use it just to boost rental income, mm-hmm. but also to have, uh, you know, the, the good profile guests, people that are somewhat older, uh, uh-huh. have a little bit more money to spend and that uh, want to go on holidays with their families. Okay, so it's a different de- demographic, that different type of traffic that you get from, from this website. Indeed. And on Airbnb, I think that a lot of people want to get the best deal out of it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of interaction about, hey, can you give me a discount, etc. Mm-hmm. And on Holiday Lettings, we don't have that same uh, experience. Okay, that's interesting. So now you've been running this business, working with... I think you said some somewhere in the neighborhood you have uh, 60 clients now. You must have a great expertise in hosting, and you must really know now what are the key elements to being a good host. So for the benefit of our listeners, our readers, what are your major tips for hosts? How do you become a super host? How do you maximize your profits? <laughs> I would say number one is response fast to their questions and answer very accurately what we always try to do is manage people's expectations so when you know that your stairs are steep and um, it takes a while to uh, walk to the supermarket all that kind of um, experiences be open about it because there's no i mean if you um, confront people confront your guests with um, bad experiences, then um, they will write down such a thing in the review and you cannot use that. So always be open and be honest. That's number one. All right, great. And do you have any, do you have any other tips on, on, you know, other than, okay, so you respond, you be accurate. What else do you, what other advice do you have? Well, I should always, I would always try to, um, make their experience better than what they thought they would get. So what we do is um, make sure that there is there are some basics in the apartment, like um, uh, something to drink, uh, a bottle of wine, some Diet Coke, uh, some snacks for the first evening, and, um, you know, some shampoo, some soap. Those basic stuff, it doesn't cost much, but it, uh, yeah, it, it'll make sure that they'll have a good start and they remember that. So when anything happens, you know, the Wi-Fi connection doesn't work or um, some other stuff, they are able to forgive you because of the, those that very good first impression. That's a really good point. And I, I see this all the time because sometimes something goes wrong and you can't really do much about it. But if you show that you're going the extra mile to make sure your guest has a great experience then guests are very forgiving and and most of the times if something does goes wrong they won't mention it in the review if they if they know that you're doing your best indeed indeed so nana's company is in amsterdam now i know that in a lot of big cities for the listeners out there who are 
located in maybe New York or San Francisco or Paris or any other big city. If you Google short stay management company in your, and then the name of your city, there's a good chance that you'll actually find some because I believe they're popping up all over the place right now. Do you have that, that feeling as well, Nane? Yes. Um, I know that there are some very huge and um, uh, good operating companies in uh, the U.S., especially San Francisco, of course, where Airbnb comes from, but also California and New York. Okay. Awesome. Nane, thank you so much for being a guest today. This was really interesting, and it's a great way to see, too, how you can use so something like Airbnb and and think of hey what's missing in the marketplace how can how can I innovate and make something that everybody can use and it sounds like you've built a really excellent service that a lot of people are taking use of so if people want to get in touch with you or reach out to you and uh, uh, use your guys services how can they how can they do that where can they find you they can find us on www.key-bnb.com it's currently only in Dutch, but we are working on translating it into English, and it won't take longer than a few weeks or so. Okay, perfect. So guys, if you didn't write that down, don't worry. All that information will be in the show notes. You can find the show notes at www.getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash podcast. And if you guys want to check out our book and get more information on how to be an awesome host yourself, you can get the first three chapters for free at getpaidforyourpad.com. You can also find our book at Amazon if you search for Get Paid For Your Pad on Amazon Kindle. Jasper, uh, I think Jasper wanted to make a couple announcements real quick before we end the show. Yeah, I have one announcement. Next week on Tuesday, September 16th at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, I will be hosting a webinar, so you guys can tune in live. I'm going to be discussing the five most common mistakes that Airbnb hosts make, and if you avoid these mistakes, you can significantly increase your income. So I recommend uh, you tune in. It's live. You can ask questions. We can chit-chat about Airbnb in general, and it's going to be really fun. So Tuesday, September 16th. 8 a.m. PST. We'll see you there. Sounds awesome. All right, guys, definitely check that out. For more episodes of Get Paid for Your Pad, tune in every Monday and Thursday. That's when new episodes come out. And that is it. We will catch you guys next time. Take it easy. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.